Hello everyone, I'm Taylor Cundiff, and we are here discussing the album Warlord by Young Lee. Let's begin. July 1996, in Stockholm, Sweden, Jonathan Leandor Hastad will go on to pioneer a generation of music with his sad boy movement. Hastad would partner with local Swedish artists such as Young Sherman and Young Good to create a life for themselves in the global rap industry, ultimately ending in tragedy and death. This podcast is meant to put some context behind the events that transpired during the creation of the album Warlord, as well as analyze the songs themselves. Arguably the start of the SoundCloud rap generation, Lean first appeared on the scene in 2013 when he released a series of EPs with various experimental rap tracks on SoundCloud and Tumblr. Eventually, he would collaborate with various artists from the US, including Travis Scott, ASAP Ferg, and Frank Ocean. As he continued to release music all the way into 2015, he amassed a large fan base from all over the world. Lean had released his debut album, Unknown Memory, on September 23rd of 2014, and was preparing to release his second full-length album, Warlord. As he traveled all around the United States, finishing up a tour organized by his manager, Baron Machet, Lean and his crew found themselves in Miami. Lean continued to work on Warlord in Miami, while some of his collaborators decided to return to Stockholm. According to a Fader article, Young Lean's collaborator, Young Sherman, said, I remember I felt like, why is he going to stay? We've been away for so long. What is he going to do now? While Lean had been touring the U.S., he had developed a bad drug habit, consistently mixing Xanax, cocaine, and weed. While in Miami, his habits only worsened. Lean's friends say he would slip into different characters, sometimes carrying around a knife. In addition to this, he would stay up late and make additions to a dark and cryptic novel he called Heaven. Slowly slipping into a dangerous psychosis, it was evident that Lean was wasting away in Miami. According to the Fader, one fateful day, Lean was getting high in Miami and got a nosebleed. He checked in with his girlfriend, who was back home in Stockholm, only to find that she had one too. Lean was completely overwhelmed by the euphoria of the drugs and the feeling of connectedness, and began to completely destroy the hotel room he was residing in. He was checked into a hospital, where he became paranoid about being away from his hard drive, which contained a lot of his musical work. He called his manager Baron and begged for the hard drive to be delivered to him in the hospital. Baron hopped in the car with LA producer Hunter Carmen. While driving to the hospital to deliver Lean's hard drive, Baron's vehicle swerved out of his lane and hit a traffic light. The vehicle continued to cascade into the intersection where the engine caught on fire. Bystanders were able to pull Hunter from the wreck, however they could not save Baron. It was later discovered that Baron was under the influence of Xanax while driving to deliver the hard drive to Lean. Unfortunately, he died in the vehicle. 
this tragedy had a considerable impact on Lean and his team. While Lean was able to overcome his addictions and his psychosis eventually, Baron's death would permanently scar him. After leaving the hospital, Lean returned to Sweden to recover in relative isolation, surrounded by his family. Lean's friend and collaborator, Young Good, would eventually be the one to take the unfinished demos for Warlord recorded in Miami and turn them into the trap album we know today. Warlord released in February of 2016 to mixed reviews. Now, for the album analysis. The album is 13 songs and almost 42 minutes from start to finish. My opinion of Young Lean is that he's a very talented musical artist. I only recently discovered him, and uh, his music has honestly fascinated me. I feel like outside of his rapping ability, his ability to consistently create new sounds and not just kind of stick in one genre, uh, his, his ability to do that is unrivaled, I think. I first heard of Young Lean about six months ago, um, maybe a little less, maybe more, more like four months ago, and his music really fascinated me, um, not only because he was an international artist um, who was very popular in the U.S. and overseas, um, but because of his lyrical ability in English which isn't his first language. So uh, generally, I like his music for the instrumentals. I think the team behind him is excellent and really great at pioneering new types of sound. Um, Young Lean doesn't really get credited for starting a lot of like emotional, sad rap music. He was doing that back in 2013 and most artists Artists really hadn't gone and explored subgenres like that ever before. So I like his instrumentals. Young Lean is notorious uh, on this album, especially on Warlord, especially for his low lyrical quality. I think that was one of the main things Pitchfork and other large um, publishing services kind of bashed him for was because the instrumentals were amazing, but the lyrical quality on the album was little to none and we have to keep in mind that he's rapping in English which is his second language and um, someone who's rapping in their second language someone who's singing in their second language just isn't gonna be as on point as someone who has English as their first language so I don't think we should be critical in that sense um, because I truly believe that no matter what the music sounds like Young Lean is so revolutionary because of the emotion that he puts into his music. That's the main reason why he is such a powerful figure in the hip hop community uh, and just among music fans in general. I mean, he's one of the people who can put emotion into music. Um, he's got about four albums out right now um that i can think of off the top of my head and um warlord is the one that i 
picked specifically for the background i mentioned that earlier but um the background of this album is so significant and you really can't fully understand the album unless you know what happened in miami you know what happened in 2015 and you understand kind of the the pain and suffering that their entire friend group and team kind of went through and then channeled into this album so i just think that that's also great a great quality with music in general is like stories behind things so i wanted to give it a little bit of a preface before truly jumping into my analysis all right so we got the first song on the album the intro immortal and i'm not gonna lie this song kind of goes hard starts off with some plucky uh, chord instrumental and then it just goes into one of the hardest beats on the album very hollow very like echoey sound now this track uh has some of the most braggadocious lyrics to date lyrics like welcome to my corridor feeling like a warlord feeling so immortal feeling like a warlord my chain my watch make you freeze my breeze now this song may not uh pushing for its lyrical quality, but the instrumental on this song is insane with the, ec the echoey samples and the rhythm and the vibe of it. Uh, at the end of the song, you get a nice little bridge, um, some distorted vocal effects from Lean. And after that bridge, it just goes right back into the, the beat, finishing out the song. Lean starts of the album, starting it out hard. And this brings us to the next song on the album, the second song. This song is called Highway Patrol, and it features one of Lean's longtime friends and collaborators, Blade. And the instrumental for this song is very atmospheric, filled with a lot of echoey instrumentals. You can definitely hear the influence of some of Lean's collaborators like Young Sherman or Young Good on this track, while Lean himself is spitting these very aggressive, very worrisome bars. Bars like, yeah, I got the knife. I don't want to use it tonight. Let the stars decide if I'm going to live or die. Lean's auto-tune on this track is spotty, but at the same time, it, brings it, it really brings the track together. And it's something that he's almost notorious for, which is this spotty auto-tune where some parts of the song calibrate with his auto-tune and others just don't but that's just his style overall highway patrol is lean's ode to smoking weed with his friends driving down the highway just having a good time this is evident from certain lyrics like running up the highway on a mission i see green lights misfits missed smoking cannabis THC Bliss, I'm a dove, you're a counterfeit. Now, this next track is a little bit different. It's called Fantasy, and it features Little Flash from Chicago. It is produced by Hunter Carmen and Young Lean's frequent collaborators, Young Sherman and Young Good. And the song starts out by Lean throwing out his middle name, 
Lean Doer, one of the inspirations for his rap name, Young Lean. Now, the first thing I notice about the instrumental is that it's starting off as a typical American rap beat with kind of a build. It's building up to these powerful verses by Lean and Flash, where both come in, again, on this braggadocious, boasting mood. While the booming beat plays in the background, Lean and Flash rap about smoking nitrous oxide and red eyes, the same color as a stop sign. This next song is called Afghanistan, and it is a similar vibe to the last three songs. However, to me, it is my least favorite song on the album, just because of the pure lack of creativity in the lyrics. Now, the song ends up being about Lean and his love for weed. The hook goes, cause I keep that kush up on me, kush from Afghanistan, repeated about four times. And the entire song is three minutes and 10 seconds approximately. And to be honest, it gets repetitive and it gets boring. Even though the beat produced by Young Good and a producer named White Armor is very similar to the rest of the album in the bass and atmosphere of the track. However, Lean's lyrical content just kind of takes the track in a separate direction and separates it from its producers. I don't have very much else to say about this track other than I wish Lean could have redone a verse or redone the hook so it, it would have had a little bit more creativity added into the mix, but that's just my opinion. Alright, the next song on this album is Hoover. Now, this was the single released for Warlord before the album's release in 2016, and uh, this song is, is pretty energetic. I really like the instrumental on this one. I really like the deep bass, the deep 808s kind of piercing through the back of the instrumental. I also really love Lean's, Lean's flow on this one. The, the song kind of starts off with these clanging instrumentals, creating this atmosphere. And then Lean just comes in and destroys the track with his verses and his screaming lyrics. In addition to the clanging instrumentals, there is also a barking synth that backs Lean up as he sings lyrics about not liking police. To me, this song seems like the perfect song to release before an album to get people excited about your release. The sixth song on Warlord, called Fire, is a very important song and relates back to Lean's trip to Miami in 2015. In 2015, tragically, Lean's manager Baron Machat was killed in a car accident where he was driving while intoxicated. At the beginning of this song, you can hear Lean say, it ain't even my fault though. This is referring to the incident in Miami and addressing the fact that Baron's family blamed Lean for the accident. This is Lean's way of trying to clear the slate. The song's instrumental is very plucky and atmospheric synth tones backed by a booming bass drum. Lean's patchy autotune fades in and out as he raps about his regrets the fire in Miami, and medication. 
Lean starts off the second half of Warlord with the song Stay Down, produced by Young Sherman and Young Good. This song, like many of Lean's song, contains elements of atmospheric synthesizers and trap drums. Lean on this track seems a lot more confident in his ability to rap, and you can tell that there is intention behind his lyrics in this song. The instrumental starts out with some very plucky bell instrumentals and continues with the booming trap drums as Lean comes in singing about $10 bills in his pocket, a forest fire, and nitrous oxide. Track number 8 on this album, named Eye Contact, is another one of Lean's braggadocious rap tracks where all he does is talk about how much money he has, how many cars he has, where he is in the world right now. Lyrics like, pull up in that Veyron, going skirt skirt, so high that I'm flying like a bird bird, draped in that Gucci scarf, my phone go going berserk. The song clocks in at about 3 minutes and 40 seconds, however there aren't very many lyrics for it because the instrumental is the majority of the song. To me this song isn't one of my favorites, it's still a good song. Um, produced by White Armor, the instrumental is very atmospheric just like all of this album and provides a good, a good platform for Lean's patchy auto-tune to kind of come in and fill up a space. Another highlight on this album, a song called More Stacks, produced by Mike Dean, Kanye West collaborator, Young Good and Young Sherman. This song isn't as hard-hitting as some of Lean's other hits, but it's very atmospheric and has a very melodic vibe to it. Young Lean's autotune is all over this track, with lyrics like, Shoddy roll up, I'm a smoker, we will fly high, they below us. And, I got bands in my Louis bag, bags under my eyes. Lean up in the club, I'm smoking wind and getting fried. Pretty classic Young Lean lyrics, just talking about partying and women and what's important to him. Another notable lyric in this song is, I need a new ring and another pill, still in Yoshi City, rolling down a hill. This lyric refers to the Young Lean song Yoshi City off of the project Unknown Memory, released in 2014. The last four songs on this project are all hits in my opinion. The tenth song on the project, Air Force Ones, featuring Eco 2K, is a hit, featuring whistling instrumentals and a booming trap beat. The song's title is referring to the shoe Air Force One released by Nike, a very popular shoe among kids nowadays. It is known for its association with sketchy and dangerous activities. Song number 11 on the album, named Hocus Pocus featuring Blade, features some more plucky synth chords and a hook like no other from Lean himself. The song starts out with a slow synth build, slowly building into a crescendo of booming trap drums and distorted vocal melodies on Lean's behalf. While the lyrics in this song don't really differ or stand out from any of Young Lean's previous lyrics, the sound of this song and the emotion behind it really make it stand out from its competitors. On the song Hocus Pocus, Young Lean raps about everything from his Range Rover to rolling weed 
to dodging bullets in the matrix. As we near the end of the album Warlord, it is evident that the album's climax is on its way. The second to last song on Warlord is the song Shoddy You Know What To Do, produced by Young Sherman and White Armor. This song contains one of the most entrancing melodies at the beginning of a song I've ever heard, with a siren-like synth forming this melody trapping you in the song. I'll pause for a moment, and then Young Lean coming in with these softer drums behind him, accentuating the melody perfectly. This track airs more on the side of melancholy than any other of the tracks on this album. It seems like Lean is reflecting on his past and on how he can improve as a musical artist, a family member, and a friend. The track slowly fades out, preparing for the final song of the album. The 13th and final track on the album, Miami Ultras, references Lean's trip to Miami in 2015 and how it went off the rails. This song contains by far the most emotion on the album. It is the most powerful because it connects to a real situation in which a real tragedy occurred for Lean and his team. The song starts off very melancholy with vocal samples from Lean being interspersed between very atmospheric landscapes of synth. As the start of the song builds, suddenly Lean comes in screaming over booming trap instrumentals and pipey synth chords. With lyrics like, I roll like a rock, rock and roll to the top, I don't give a motherfuck, watching Star Wars, smoking pot, I take what I got, I live till it stops. With lyrics like these, it is evident that this song came at a dark time in Lean's life, in which he was mixing drugs and feeling suicidal. This illustrates the anger and passionate screaming in the hook. From the subject matter of his songs, to the emotions behind the lyrics and instrumentals, it is clear that this music was made at a troubling time in Young Lean's youth. To me, this is why it makes it his most significant album. In terms of Young Lean's connection to our class, he's an artist from the continent of Europe. Lean is a good example of a common phenomenon where international artists adopt many facets of hip-hop culture from America into their own identity to great success. However, he exhibits a far rarer phenomenon that is only seen in few artists today. As a young artist from Sweden, Lean took a very Americanized approach to rap music when he first started out. However, he never expected to be more popular in America than in Sweden. It seems that when it comes to the emotional and almost unfinished sound that Lean has spent years crafting and perfecting, the youth of America identify with the music more than those from other countries. This comes back to our discussion of the phenomena of holding it down and repping where you're from in rap. Especially on this album, Lean seems to be enveloped in the identity he has spent years perfecting in America. So much so that he doesn't acknowledge his hometown very much or at all on the album. Now, this could be one of the leading reasons he's less popular in Sweden than he is in America. However, in reality, since his sound pioneered a generation of American rappers, when it comes to a difference in sound and overall tone, there's very little. One of the central elements to hip-hop in Europe 
is graffiti. Graffiti has been a way for artists to express themselves non-violently for decades. While Lean is not a graffiti artist, he does design clothing and has a brand named after his fan base, Sad Boys. Lean's line of clothing is equivalent to a tag or a mural done by a street artist, just a little more sophisticated, and printed on a piece of clothing. In terms of the hip-hop motto of keeping it real, Young Lean is painfully real with his fans. None of his actions in Miami are a secret, nor did he try to hide them. During interviews, Lean will share with the fans uh, in the interest of keeping a connection with them. However, there are still some things he refuses to talk about publicly. In the end, Young Lean is a human being who deserves privacy just like the rest of us. While he may not share everything with the public, he shares his music, and those who respect him should be satisfied with that. Warlord Deluxe was released a few months after the regular version, and in my opinion, uh, six new tracks were added to this deluxe version, and in my opinion, uh, they retain all of the great qualities from the original album including the similar instrumental sounds and similar vocal sound perform similar vocal performances from Lean himself. I actually even prefer some of the tracks on the deluxe version of Warlord. I actually prefer some of the tracks on the deluxe ver- I actually prefer some of the tracks on the deluxe version of Warlord to some of the tracks on the original version. And the first track we start off with is the song Sippin' featuring the rapper Main Main. And this song is very heavy with auto-tune, Lean's voice is just dripping with it. Same with Main Main. And they both destroy this track. Um, it's a banger for sure, rivaling some of the bangers in the original project. Um, now, the next song. Uh, God Only Knows. Now, this isn't my favorite song, um, not my favorite addition from the songs added to the deluxe, um, but it Lean still ho- but Lean still holds his own on the song, and the instrumental performances from some of his collaborators uh, could be worse. Now, for the third addition to Warlord on the deluxe version, it's called How You Like Me Now, and this is quite possibly one of my favorite songs from the album. It features performances from Lean and this rapper named Tyboy Digital. Both Lean and Tyboy harmonize beautifully on the song's hook coming together to form a melodic symphony of synthesizers and auto-tuned vocals the last the third to last song is a song called pearl fountain featuring rappers blade and black cray and this song almost sounds like the theme song to a video game with its catchy synth pattern and repetitive drum loops the second to last song on Warlord Deluxe called Stars Align features an impressive vocal performance from Lean 
featuring heavy distorted vocal effects and an auto-tune heavy voice uh, with lyrics like swimming with the devil I'm alone tonight Lean's mental state is questionable and the final song on Warlord Deluxe a song called Shine again featuring Lean's guttural growl and groaning while auto-tune sort of reminding me of a Kid Cudi song and this is another example of a song where Lean pours himself out on the track. You can really hear it in the way his voice wavers and the way he's mixing his auto-tune, but this song really seems to be a song where he opens himself up, wears his heart on his sleeve, and ends the album out on another beautifully emotional note. In conclusion, Warlord is the production of a troubled youth grappling with his success in the industry and with life as a whole. My favorite tracks included the starting track, Immortal, Highway Patrol, Hocus Pocus, and Shoddy You Know What It Do, and Miami Ultras. Now, if we're including the bonus version, Shine and How You Like Me Now are easily two of my favorite songs on the project and would easily replace Highway Patrol and Immortal as my top five songs on the project. But uh, right now I'm just dealing with the original project that was released with the original 13 songs. Uh, in terms of my least favorite song, I think that would have to be Afghanistan, just based on uh, purely the lyrical content and the lack of creativity. Uh, in terms of final reviews, I would give this album a 7 out of 10 in terms of musical content. I would purely give it that due to some of Lean's vocal performances that were just atrocious on this album. There were a couple of them, but um, for the most part, Lean really shined, along with his producers. I would give this album a 10 out of 10 in terms of significance, purely because of the events that transpired before and during this album's creation. I think it makes it so significant in the career of young Lean, an international artist from Sweden. Let me in, I'm alive.